Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is April 29th, and we will be reading paragraphs 926 through 933 today. And today is the Feast of St. Catherine of Siena. And it's kind of ironic, we're going to be reading a section on the religious life today. And she was a nun. Um, we will be reading... Uh, through the religious life, secular institutes, societies of apostolic life, and consecration and mission, proclaiming the king who is coming. And then we will finish up this whole uh, section. So we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Religious life derives from the mystery of the church. It is a gift she has received from her Lord, a gift she offers as a stable way of life to the faithful called by God to profess the counsels. Thus, the church can both show forth Christ and acknowledge herself to be, the sa to be the Savior's bride. Religious life in its various forms is called to signify the very charity of God in the language of our time. All religious, whether exempt or not, take their place among the collaborators of the diocesan bishop in his pastoral duty. From the outset of the work of evangelization, the missionary planting and expansion of the church require the presence of the religious life in all its forms. History witnesses to the outstanding service rendered by religious families in the propagation of the faith and in the formation of new churches, from the ancient monastic institutions to the medieval orders all the way to the more recent congregations. Secular Institutes A secular institute is an institute of consecrated life in which the Christian faithful living in the world strive for the perfection of charity and work for the sanctification of the world, especially from within. By a life perfectly and entirely consecrated to such sanctification, the members of these institutes share in the church's task of evangelization in the world and from within the world where their presence acts as leaven in the world. Their witness of a Christian life aims to order temporal things according to God and inform the world with the power of the gospel. They commit themselves to the evangelical councils by sacred bonds and observe among themselves the communion and fellowship appropriate to their particular secular way of life. Societies of Apostolic Life Alongside the different forms of consecrated life, are societies of apostolic life whose members, without religious vows, pursue the particular apostolic purpose of their society and lead a life as brothers or sisters in common according to a particular manner of life, strive for the perfection of charity through the observance of the constitutions. Among these, there are societies in which the members embrace the evangelical councils according to their constitutions. Consecration and mission, proclaiming the king who is coming. Already dedicated to him through baptism, the person who surrenders himself to the God he loves above all else thereby consecrates himself more intimately to God's service and to the good of the church. By this state of life consecrated to God, the church manifests Christ and shows us how the Holy Spirit acts so wonderfully in her. And so the first mission of those who profess the evangelical counsels 
is to live out their consecration. Moreover, since members of institutes of consecrated life dedicate themselves through the consecration to the service of the church, they are obliged in a special manner to engage in missionary work in accord with the character of the institute. In the church, which is like the sacrament, the sign and instrument of God's own life, the consecrated life is seen as a special sign of the mystery of redemption, to follow and imitate Christ more nearly and to manifest, manifest more clearly his self-emptying is to be more deeply present to one's contemporaries in the heart of Christ. For those who are on this narrower path encourage their brethren by their example and bear striking witness that the world cannot be transfigured and offered to God without the spirit of the Beatitudes. Whether their witness is public, as in the religious state, or less public, or even secret, Christ's coming remains for all those consecrated, both the origin and rising sun of their life. For the people of God has here no lasting city, and this state reveals more clearly to all believers the heavenly goods which are already present in this age, witnessing to the new and eternal life which we have acquired through the redemptive work of Christ, and preluding our future resurrection and the glory of the heavenly kingdom. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.